Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day three, meaning we're in Genesis 5 and 6, Philippians 2, verses 12 to 30, and then Psalm 2. Let's begin by looking at our Old Testament passage. Chapter 5 is dedicated to the descendants from Adam to Noah, and it can seem that these lists of names have no real importance or even capture any form of interest. However, when you dig a little bit deeper, there is always something to find in lists of names. Take one, for instance, Methuselah, the oldest person in the Bible, who lived for 969 years. Sure, it's an interesting fact that he lived that long, but it points to something even more profound. You'll notice that from the fall of man in Genesis 3, really to the modern expansion of medical treatment, the average age of people has dropped. In some countries, with no medical interventions, average ages are now just around 35 years old. What does this tell us, you might ask? Well, it tells us that the further away we get from Eden, the more sin and disease ruins lives. The further we get away from perfection, the more disease makes a strong impact. You see, in Methuselah, we are reminded that sin entering the world had devastating effects. Certainly we see that in chapter 6, for the sin is now rampant across creation. Angels are falling and now producing half-angelic, half-human children. The whole world has become a boiling pot of sin. So much so that in verse 5, God declares that the world is wicked to the core. Every thought, every action, every word is now coming from a wicked heart. Such was the wickedness that God decided to destroy his creation. Now think about that for a moment. Have you ever made something? Then maybe over time it became damaged or, or worn out. How did it feel when you had to break it down? It never feels good to destroy your creation. And so this was a deeply painful moment for God. Yet there is hope and that hope is found in Noah for God found favour in Noah. Why? Well, verse 9, he walked blameless before God. He sought to honour God and be obedient to his words. With the whole earth corrupt and filled with violence, here Noah stood as a righteous man. God would establish a new covenant, a life and death agreement with him. If Noah obeyed, then he and his family would be saved from the coming flood. Sure, building the ark seems pretty crazy, but notice Noah's response. Verse 22, Noah did all that God commanded. Even amongst all the sin and despair, there was hope through one who was obedient. And that is magnified in Jesus. Even in the bleakest of moments, we have hope in the one who is obedient to the point of death, who now sits at the right-hand side of God in all glory and splendour. Know this today, Jesus is our hope, and by his example, let us remain obedient to the commands of God. For those who do not know Jesus yet will look to us as an example, and we have an opportunity to shine out hope in darkness. Let's head now to our New Testament passage in Philippians. We begin today in chapter 2 and verse 12, and look at those wonderful words, my beloved. This is the founding church leader pouring his heart out for the people. He seeks the best for them, and clearly they mean a lot to him. Now, a standout verse for me is always chapter 2 and verse 14. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. Remember in chapter 1, Paul called for the church to abound in love and to increase in the love for one another? Well, here we see the flip side of that, or rather how they're going to end up increasing in their love. They must stop complaining, grumbling and getting into arguments with one another. How true it is in the church today that there is constant grumbles and complaining. So many justify their grumbles with verses left, right and centre, yet clear as day we have verse 14. Grumbling and arguing is not the mark of a believer in Christ. 
grumbling states that you think better or your way is better or your needs are not being met. Yet what did we learn in yesterday's reading? To put others before ourselves. And when we forget to do that, we tend to go to grumbling. Love must increase if we're to put others first and to stop grumbling. We then have Paul's fellow workers, the loyal Timothy who's devoted to service for King Jesus and Epaphroditus, the servant who risked his life for the gospel. These men remind us that the gospel partnership that they have is essential in our lives. Partnerships don't make the work easier. It's still hard, it's still risky, but it is worth it. And when we consider this in our own settings, rather than grumbling and trying to get our needs met, maybe we should be like Timothy and Epaphroditus, and seek to give our lives for the sake of continued gospel ministry. Maybe it's time we think about how we can serve rather than how we are served. Finally, we have Sam too. Clearly an issue with mankind is pride, especially when you're a leader or you're in charge of something. Rulers are reminded in Sam too that the Lord is supreme over all things and we become a laughingstock if we dare think we are in charge. Notice verse 10, seek wisdom, Leaders should be humbled before God, for the Lord Jesus reigns. Now, I don't think there's going to be really any kings listening. Maybe maybe you are a king, maybe you are listening. But these verses are not just for kings. They are for anyone in authority. We must remember that Jesus takes central stage. He is in charge. Don't get too big for your boots, lording over people and thinking you are something. Remain humble before the Lord, for in the humble the Lord finds favour, just like Noah, willing to be obedient to every command of God. Let me close our time today with a short prayer. Father, I do thank you for the example of Noah and his obedience. We thank you for Timothy, Paul and Epaphroditus teaching us what gospel partnership looks like. And we thank you for the warning of Sam too, that our pride needs to be cast out and we need to humble ourselves before you. Father, help us not complain and grumble. Instead, help us put others before ourselves and help us live for Jesus so that the world would see the example of what hope looks like. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.